your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means the boys are doing radio after a jam-packed weekend of... Um, Van, were you watching sports or were you watching Kings being crowned? Uh, neither. I was playing poker and I was getting a little sunshine on my tum-tum. There's no sunshine in the poker room, you liar. <laughs> that cannot be true. There's a pool right next to it. It was. Uh, you had to wake up, I guess, at mountain time. It would have been like 4 a.m. to watch the new King of England, which, by the way, I agree completely with all the pundits out there. Roman numerals better than actual numerals. Uh, dumbest not... thing I've ever heard. What? What? The King... King, first of all, there's already a Charles because that's how they do it over there. They don't just make new stupid names like America does with with uh, all these kids whose last name end in Iston. Like there's no Austin, Boston, Costin, Dawson, Jostin, Austin, Faustin, Roston, Lawson. They just go with Charles and then they put a Roman numeral after it. King Braden the first, <laughs> the first King of Jayden his name. King Tucker. <laughs> Uh, a king uh, uh, Jeff, but spelled with a G. <laughs> and you're like, just spell it the right way, yo. Like, don't be better. Be better, King G. Tyler, Tyler Lovely joining us on the broadcast. Tyler, how are you, brother? Doing great, guys. I'm glad to be here. Good. Excited to be with you, boys. You guys know I am in St. Louis. Thank you for holding down the studio and the broadcast last week. You guys were on location about every single day. Banger of a broadcast from Ice Toast Park. Mariachi's jersey sounds like it went off. Ooh, that was the hot, what did, how much did you sell yours for on the secondary market, Van? Uh, I sold one of them for a buck twenty. Yeah, smart. And then I got another one right here that was supposed oh. to go to you. Back on the program after a little sabotage from Tyler Lovely. <laughs> Tyler, what the heck? I'm, all, I'm a thousand miles away, dog. I can't fix it. And now we're back at it. Uh, we were talking a little so, bit earlier. Yeah, uh, it was about the, the most inappropriate timing ever because you were uh, telling us about uh, what your father is going through. And right yeah. before we got cut out, you were telling us that uh, your dad had a arc reactor implanted a la right. Iron Man. Yeah, he did the Tony Stark. He got the Tony Stark put in, so that's good. So, and like I said, uh, that is why I'm in St. Louis. I'm helping my dad do some stuff. Uh, he is battling, and you know, Van, we're you know, we talk about you being obviously in over 40 years old and the oldest person in radio. Stop it! And how you still don't bother to take care of yourself physically. At I your just got strong stage. with Evolve Strong. Okay, I mean, have you been getting strong <laughs> since, or was that like was that a finish line? And you just stopped running. I'm uh, I'm about as swole as one skinny ginger can be right now. I am just ripping out of my skin weird sentence yep so the, the point is uh when you are van's age and my age closely approaching 40 and tyler lovely you're a little bit off but you're just a little bit off in life anyways the idea is get uh, go get tested get your colonoscopy go go make the effort to get in front of someone who's a professional and has an understanding and can tell you exactly what you need to do to take care of yourself because uh, that's how my father discovered what was going on with he so my father currently on the knock on wood road to recovery 
and I will be out here in St. Louis for at least an undetermined amount of time uh, as I help him on his journey and how fortunate I am uh, through the miracle of the Internet outside of Tyler Lovely's sabotage to be able to still be part of the program. Look, so, can, I be, can I be totally honest with you guys? Uh, like, and this is credit to you guys because as soon as I met the both of you, the first thing that went through my head was, I need a colonoscopy. Yeah, that's like, the, I need to get checked like right that, now. So yeah. because I feel more healthy like because of that's, this. Well, the I, thing, also, the, I don't the, the big difference... The big difference, Tyler, is you need to go to a doctor. You can't just meet up with a nice lady after the bar Mm-mm. and get one. It's it's wildly different. You're yeah, telling me I, I can't get this colonoscopy at the EBT line? No. You cannot no. trade EBT points for a colonoscopy, Tyler. <laughs> We've had this talk up, before. Don't walk up to a stranger and say, check my cutter. Like, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. Don't do that. Give me a little, no, two, give me a little two-knuckler, Janice. <laughs> so very... Often this procedure is covered uh, under your primary care, uh, and if you're a recipient of a Medicaid or a Medicare or any of those options that sit in front of you, take advantage of those options, because uh, I promise you the path to travel to find out um, is is healthy and important, and, and you don't necessarily want to end up in a situation similar to my father's in, to where he is battling some stuff in an advanced stage and, and all the world that surrounds that. So I would just I would put it out there into the cosmos and the universe. If you are a friend of this show and you've been a listener for some time, uh, number one, thank you. Number two, we care about you. And number three, we hope that you care about yourself and you do that by taking the steps that need to be taken to to, to protect your health. So, yeah, go get your colonoscopy. Go, go take care of that. Van, it was a big sports weekend, though. It wasn't all kings and queens. Well, and it definitely wasn't the Sacramento kings. It was a good NBA weekend. It was a very good Major League Baseball weekend. We'll talk about that just a little bit because baseball doesn't really count until after the All-Star game. Anyways, the NFL is still staying relevant. relevant. I took off a week, my bad boys. And then lastly, um, Aaron Rodgers kind of controls the world, which is crazy to me. Like I didn't realize the pull he had because as soon as he gets out of the news cycle – People are trying to talk about Justin Fields. He's like, I'm going to suck him back in. Uh-huh. Like as soon as, as, soon as he, the NFL is like, hey, listen, we're going to screw up all the holidays. We got a plan. So it is, and Aaron, I'm going to suck him back in. I'm not going to give him a chance. So he is a succubus, and that um, that is an existence I've, I've learned to accept. He has gone from face to heel completely. The New York Jets are now hated by me. They were not previously. So I, I'm excited for this next incar- incarceration. That's not the word. That's uh, – reincarnation of Aaron Rodgers incantation possibly thank you that's a good one too thank you uh he is such a hot topic news cycle that he overshadowed the friggin Kentucky Derby right but what's the name of the horse that won uh exactly Forest. What, what what color blazer was Aaron Rodgers wearing at the Good Kentucky point. Derby when he met up with all of his current and former and next wide receivers? Mm-hmm. Mage. Congratulations to Mage. Two fills and Angel of Empire. Everyone I talked to about the Derby said they lost all the money. No one won any of the money, Van. Uh, I didn't bet this year. Um, I had I took a I took a spa day. During what the Kentucky that, Derby, what does that mean? I went to the spa. What do you? What do you? You never been to a spa? I've never one time said the phrase. I took a spa day. Okay, well, you're trying to get me to get a colonoscopy. Maybe you should take a spa day, Fred. Putting colonoscopy in spa sun? days in the same even spectrum of existence makes no sense. They're very different. You can schedule them the same day. The- you might need a spa after that if you're not. <laughs> you're not comfortable with your own body. What what is the uh 
don't mix anesthesiology and and mineral springs or whatever with uh, <laughs> have you ever seen those videos where people are like oh you can't put me out like like you like there's not i do so many drugs drugs aren't good enough to like knock me out you know what i'm talking about yeah sure and me they, you're describing me <laughs> and they put the thing in the arm and they're like count back from 100 and people are like 99 90 <laughs> oh gosh my my dad goes and gets that port put in his chest for his chemotherapy treatment and he uh in and he has to get anesthesiologed i don't know what that's called put under anyway so he comes back to the house after doing it and he lays down on the couch i'm like dad you should probably take a rest or whatever like you had a tough day he goes take a rest they just put me asleep for a couple hours you should be fine <laughs> yeah i just took a long nap what are you talking about i am rested that's not the logic that works behind this thing. That's not, that's not how it works at all. Oh, gosh. Also, this past weekend, um, you Van, you're aware of this. Tyler, I don't know what you know about this. Uh, but myself and uh, Joe Singer, known as Hobo Hank, Aaron Burnett of the historic El Rey Theater, who friends of this show are familiar with, also listeners of KOB are familiar with, um, we made a big announcement as I, over the weekend, and also big thank you to the state of New Mexico for working with me remote. That was a big deal to me while I was gone. Uh, they okayed um, all the pro wrestling vans. So pro wrestling is coming back to the historic El Rey Theater. We are doing our very first event Thursday, May 25th. You and I will be doing the show live from the historic El Rey Theater that same days before the event. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Tickets are available at dccwtickets.com. If you're not familiar with DCCW, that's Duke City Championship Wrestling, where you can also find DukeCityChampionshipWrestling.com. we got the whole card there. Everything's going on. We're going to have, I think we're going to have nine matches over the course of two hours, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and we're excited to have pro wrestling here in the city. So big thank you to everyone involved with that, and obviously more developments as they come. But the press release went out today, man. It's official. There's, there's no take-backs at this point. All right, let's go, baby. Some wrestling at home in Albuquerque. That'd be sweet, Hobo dude. Hank is back. We got a new star-studded lineup of up-and-comers here in Albuquerque. It's going to be a blast. If they allow me to ride anything, Hobo Hank will never lose the ship. If they allow me to ride anything. They will not allow me to ride anything. <laughs> we're going to, obviously, we're going to do a broadcast. We're going to have a whole bunch of, like, production around it. And, and uh, you know, your boy picked himself to be the voice of it because that's how this thing works. Naturally. Yeah. And I am excited just to fabricate stories. I'm just going to make up fabulous lies. I'm going to name things inaccurately. I'm going to really abuse the power that I instilled upon myself. As one should. Yeah, I mean, they should. give you the keys to the Porsche. You're going to drive it 120 miles an hour, right? So we'll surround this event with uh, food and festivities and fun and music. And uh, somehow we'll incorporate Tyler. Um, I just want to find reasons to give him money. I'm down with so, that. Do I'm you have that. a singlet? I don't have a singlet. I, I, can, I can afford a singlet, right? That's less than like a doublet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's perfect. By the way, thanks to Fred, I know they're called singlets and not onesies. Yeah, you call it a onesie. Yeah, I call it for years I called it onesies. Well, also, fortunately for Tyler, because it's pro wrestling and not actual wrestling, you don't have to wear a singlet, so he could show up in literally any career. Nope. Like, can you just claim to be that thing? It's mm -mm. so, like, Tyler was like a pretty good lacrosse player growing up, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah. He, he, could be, he could be Tyler lacrosse and show up in his lacrosse gear. Oh, I could just, like, wear old work uniforms? Is that how I could do it? Yeah. Is that how oh, I like it. Mm -hmm. I could wear my old all-subs uniform and just, like, start throwing chairs. Wait, hold on. You still got to connect at Allsup's? What's up? We need to get in there. <laughs> you got a burrito guy? I am the burrito guy. Oh. <laughs> the, if your wrestling character was like Joe Job, 
and it's just all the different jobs that have name tags. <laughs> Every week you show up as a different Joe job. Like you get like the Burger King shirt. You get what you already said, all subs, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just run through them all. Like janitor somewhere. Career like you fair, in, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> Tyler, the resume. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sports talk when we get back from the break. What do you want to open up with, Van? You want to you follow my lead and go with the, the jokage dumb stuff over the weekend? I want to talk about how stupid the monarchy in England is and how come people aren't taken to the streets more often to end that pile of garbage such a waste of time and effort and money king from charles the, is just some guy grow from, up england you're idiots from the sports animal live chat right here for the two men on program it is recommended that tyler uh can get a blockbuster polo for oh, a friend nice. of the show joel I like so there that. you go so you can do that mm. i'm more of a hastings guy but we'll make it work how you never been to a blockbuster or a hastings all right all right pete of both oh my god dude <laughs> i'm in my hometown there's a family video here I'm like, what? Wow. What year is it? Like a family dollar that only rents videos now? Hey, also, you know, my favorite thing in the world is to travel around the country and go to Goodwills. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so my dad, so my dad lives on like these like bluffs that overlook the Mississippi River. There's like no internet or anything. So I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I'll just run to the Goodwill and get my dad like um, some DVDs. That's what I said I would do. I was like, I'm going to go to the Goodwill, get my father some DVDs. Shut the Goodwill down. Tell you what, you can never go home. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Four six zero six ten Sports Animal text line. Text your boys to the texter. This is from 6002. Congratulations, Fred, and thanks for bringing pro wrestling to the Berkey. Will you be having some Lucha Libre matches on the card? Ooh. The answer is hard yes. Of course. Hard not, yes. I'm not going to not have Lucha Libre. Everyone who beats up Tyler will have a mask on, good or bad. <laughs> also, there is a rich history in this city of comedians getting beaten up. And I want Tyler, that's Tyler's bit, is to be the comedian that gets beaten up. If there are comedians getting beat up, I better be getting paid for it. That's all yes, you will be getting paid for it. Comedians be, here get shot for free. That's, that's the thing that has been happening here. Mm-hmm. We're shooting back now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> From the Sports Animal text line, 8537, excuse me, 3537 says, Oh, my God, I agree with Van. Roman numerals are dumb. Yeah. Okay. Can I just put some culture into your guys' lives, please? Hey, what was the last Super Bowl? 50-something. See? Exactly. <laughs> Some three stupid letters. Just call it 54 or whatever. Since I got into the industry. The Live Tour. It's dumb. What is Live? What's that? The Live Tour? L-I-V. Oh, that's what Super Bowl it was. It's for, exactly. You didn't know that because it's three stupid letters and you don't know what it means. The I don't it's count the L ones. It's 54. Just like L's? The, the Live Tour, L-I-V. It's not no. a name. It's not an acronym. It's for the number 54 because they only play 54 holes. L is not a Roman numeral. It's only X, I, and V. Those are the only ones that count. So you can only go up to 10? Is that what you're doing? What do you need more than 10 for? The metric system? You talking about abacuses now? I never talk about abacuses. Hey, when I was a kid, I learned to use an abacus for some reason, and that's when I knew school was just for babysitting. Yeah, for sure. I was also a roofer for a day. 
Not for you. You did you did the abacus once. Doing the abacus one time is too many times to do the abacus. <laughs> Ugh. You see this Jokic thing over the weekend? Of course. What is going on here? This is the craziest thing of all things. All, do you want to talk about the game? Do you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about any of that? I don't think there's a reason to. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Only, it's only the controversy where he did nothing wrong, and there's a conversation for some reason. Yeah, the NBA wanted the Phoenix Suns to win, so they put Kevin Durant on the free throw line forty times. Uh, but that's not the storyline at all. It's you know in the W. In the wrestling world, congratulations, Fred, and your family for Duke Thank City you. Championship Wrestling one more time. Uh, Nikola Jokic would be a fantastic wrestling heel because he went and provoked the crowd. He elbowed the owner of the Suns. It was hilarious. Pull I love up. every second of it. You're calling it an elbow? Yeah. No. A forearm shiver? Here, the ball goes in the crowd. You know what you do if you're the crowd? Give the ball back. You know what the owner of the Suns did? Not that. Uh, the, owner of the, the owner of the Suns wasn't even the one with the ball. It was That's like two point. rows back. The, the basketball players do not need to go into the crowd to retrieve the ball. You know who needs to go into the crowd to retrieve the ball? They have a special title. It's called Ball Boy. There is a guy who has his hands on balls all game. The players don't need to touch them unless they're on the court. There is something fun and special Whenever, like, a baseball player, like, gets a foul ball that they don't have to get. Now, to be fair. Mm, to be fair. Tyler? 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 Hey, Tyler. Do I Tyler. say it that much? Tyler. Hey, Tyler, Tyler. Say it. Say it. Tyler. To be fair. Ah, Thank you. Okay, there, there it was. <laughs> That's the thing we say. I get you. To be fair. Mm, to be fair. He did it once. Give him credit. Okay, I'm going to give him credit. That ball is not in the stands. <laughs> like when an NBA player goes to get the ball, here's how the inter- transaction goes. It goes into the stands. NBA player walks over to get it. Fan gives it to them. They turn around. That's the end of the transaction. It's over. That's not what is currently happening. What is currently happening is they're going, I got big bows and I cannot lie. Let me get my cell phone out and I want to take a selfie with it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to become an influencer. I'm going to influence the outcome of this game. And Jokic is like, stop, just stop. He had no business going into the crowd. Hold up. First off. All right. Uh, the Suns owner is, had a LeBron James level flop. Jokic didn't push him that hard. But right, still, but first off, let's rewind. Jokic had no business going into the crowd whatsoever. He knew what he was doing. He was provoking the crowd. It is a genius level professional wrestling move. I love it so much. But as far if you're going to blame anyone for this situation, blame the instigator, which was Jokic. This is no. If he doesn't if he doesn't walk three rows into the crowd to try to grab a basketball, which he has no business doing, none of this happens. If you compare this highlight to a highlight of, I don't know, like CP three going to get the ball from like an exact same quote unquote fan in a similar part of the court, like they're just gonna hand it over. They're gonna be like they're gonna be like, uh Yeah, because uh, they feel go, sorry sir. for him. <laughs> no, it's not because they feel sorry for him. Oh, look at the little basketball player never wins a championship. Have a basketball, little man. That's what they say. 
No one talks to CP3 like that. What? They think it. They all internalize it, <laughs> and they never say anything out loud because he's such a nice guy. Oh, uh, he is nice. What's this cat's name? Uh, Ishba? Is that what it is? Sure, Ishba? we'll call it that. Matt Ishba? If he gave it to Jokic, that would have been the, that would have been it. Like, because when you're sitting right there, you're no longer whatever your job title is. The only title you're not, you know, how people like get on soapboxes and they're like, "I'm a, I'm a father, and I'm a son, and I'm a husband, and I'm a," they, you know, they get on these like whatevers. The only thing you are in that minute is a fan. There are certain rules you have to follow as a fan. Yeah. One is don't take the ball away from the game. Give the ball right back. Well, he wasn't, I mean, he didn't even have the ball. It was somebody standing right behind him. And plus, They're the same. Plus, those are his balls. He owns the team. He owns the building. He bought all the basketballs. If he wants to hang on to a ball, let him hang on to the ball. Jokic, you don't need to go into the crowd and grab it from him like some maniac possessed. The hole up. Are you saying that someone has to be right and someone has to be wrong here and there's no in-between at no. all? Because that's the... They're all wrong. They're a bunch of idiots. Everybody who participated in that melee is an idiot. From Jokic to the Suns owner to everybody standing around instigating to that guy taking selfies. Actually, he was in the right. That was very funny. Always but, do that. Yeah. There's nothing better than like a public freakout when someone is putting a camera on it. And then whenever that person who is publicly freaking out sees that there's a camera on them, they then freak out because there's a camera on them, only intensifying the freakness of the public freakout. I don't know what World Star is in Serbia, but okay. I would have yelled out whatever World Star is in Serbia whenever that melee went down. I believe it's Terra Store. Okay, sweet. Uh, and that dude, so Jokic gives it, what, what, what move are you calling this from Jokic? Are you calling it one of these? You give him one of these? A little forearm shiver. Yeah, give him one of these. Yeah. And this dude who's like a, like a, I don't know, a grown ass healthy man. I don't know what her phrase to use. I mean, he's not a professional athlete, but he's not uh, affected by gravity that much. I, you know how bad, like you and Tyler and, like, former co-hosts of the show, Robert Gibson, and, like, Aaron Burnett. I'm just going to name people that contribute regularly to this show, like David Weesey Carl. Do you know how bad you guys would roast me if I did a flop like that from catching an elbow? Like, there's oh, no duh. way. That is a all-star level flop. That's, uh... No wonder he bought the team. He's like, let me teach you guys a thing or two about flopping. <laughs> He went straight from professional soccer to owning the Suns. That's how hard that flop was. He he is him. <laughs> LeBron LeBron James is watching highlights of the flop. He's like, oh, that's good form. Okay. Lean <laughs> lean back first, throw arms up, okay. look disgusted, and fall down. Oh, perfect form. It's like a bunch of different rap lyrics. It's like, all right, first you fat Joe. First you got a fat Joe, mm. which is you lean back. Ah, yeah. Very nice. And then you throw your arms in the air and they stay up. I don't know who raps that one, so I can't really get that one. Is that T.I.? I'm guessing it's T.I. Whenever we get back, the Washington Guardians, they are cheating, Van. Uh, again? Also, we'll take a second to thank you, everyone, that allows us to bring you this, which is Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are split across the country, but thank you for this amazing technology. We're both here in your ears together. 
Tyler Lovely on the other side of the glass producing for us. Tyler and we Lovely, would, cool. <laughs> and we wouldn't be here without our friends and sponsors in the community. Like we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. A burger and a milkshake, that goes down with the boys at 66 Diner. The weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. And don't miss a moment of New Mexico United away match action as that goes down at Hollow Spirits. And Thursdays, those are throwing Thursdays as the boys are giving you $7.50 off per person per hour at ABQX. We were there last Thursday. This Thursday we'll be at Red Door Downtown with Chris, the mayor of downtown Burnett. And then next Thursday we're back at ABQX having a lot of fun with it. Just got a handful of text about the pro wrestling that we just announced. And I'm very excited that... Duke City Championship Wrestling is coming to the El Rey Theater on May the 25th. That is a Thursday. We're going to do monthly Thursday events. Uh, your best bet, though, because it's not for this show, but um, DukeCityChampionshipWrestling.com. Got all your details there, all the social media outlets, so go find that. And uh, leave me alone on the Sports Animal text line, 505-246-0610, Sports Animal text line. Here's a fun one from the Sports Animal chat, Van. Getting the ball quickly is a part of the game. So... If Dallas is trying to move quickly and get some action before the ball is set defensively for the Suns, you're impeding the game. If you're impeding the game, you're affecting the game, Van. Are you thinking this is an argument from the friends of our show, or do you think it's moot? They don't have one basketball. They're not at the YMCA. It's not it is, soccer. It is a professional NBA playoff game. They got dozens of them sitting right there on the side of the court. They should start giving away basketballs. This situation wouldn't happen <laughs> if the ball so goes stupid. into the friggin' court and just like a little league game, you take the basketball, you get a friggin' snow cone or a glizzy or uh, a 22-ounce $37 beer or whatever. But who cares about a basketball? It's just a basketball. They got dozens of them. Five-point win. It's 2-2 in the series. Game five is about to be the the best thing in the history of sports. This one is setting itself up to be like an all-timer. Are you getting that same energy? Oh, yeah. The uh, yeah. the confrontation at last game, it's 2-2. It feels like the Phoenix Suns know who they are now. They have a little more of a playoff identity. They know how to use Kevin Durant and the rest of their team. And Jokic, I mean, as boring as he is to watch, he is an absolute dude. There's been some weird conversation about should he or should he not be suspended. Do you got any do you got any weight in this one? Do you think it's a thing cuz I think if you ask everyday sports fan, everyday sports fan says I don't want to dilute the game. I don't want to water down the product. I don't want it to be, you know, Devin Booker versus the city of Denver without Jokic. To me, because it's not egregious because no one leaves hurt you have to do nothing. But I think you're going to hear the argument the other way to where if you do nothing, and I don't know, do, do like pundits considered, is Jokic like a white guy or is he like a European guy? Like what kind of energy and support does he have behind him? Because you're going to hear like some weird racial stuff too if he doesn't get suspended. Oh, you're talking about Serbian privilege? Yeah, but someone will be. I don't I don't think he should. Um, if it's a citizen, if it's just like some random person who caught the basketball and Jokic goes over there and tries to yank it out of their hands and gives them a forearm shiver and they fall back in the chair. 
now we could have that conversation. But this is the friggin' owner of the Suns. He knows how to behave. None of that was necessary at all. It wasn't necessary. Uh, Jokic's behavior and the Suns owner Ishbia or Ashiba or yeah. Shiba Inu or whatever the hell his name is, he shouldn't have done that either. But if it's like a citizen, like some Joe, if it's t- uh, super producer Tyler Lovely sitting there in the front row and Jokic yanks the basketball away from him, gives a forearm shiver, then we could talk about it. But the Suns owner, he knows better. He's a grown-ass adult. He owns the team. He's been around basketball forever. He knows what not to do. He was doing it on purpose. Two wrongs don't make a right, but those two wrongs at least cancel each other out. He tweeted last night that no one should be suspended, that um, it was a big win for the Suns, that you know game five was going to be a banger. And then officially, right before we went on air, Wojnowski says uh, from his Twitter, it's a $25,000 fine, no suspension for game five, uh, Suns Governor Maddie. So there you go. So so he's definitely not going to sit it out because if he did, I think competitively it ruins the whole thing, competitively. And you can't let the whole thing ru- get ruined because then what are you going to end up with? You're going to end up with teams doing what? Setting plants. You're going to treat it like – you remember that Trump rally we went to? Oh, where yeah. There was like a plant in the audience to like – like catch heat. That's what these teams, not heat the basketball team, heat the concept. There's going to be teams that are going to do the exact same thing to where it's, well, we know if we put a guy in this situation, we can egg him on or, hey, maybe our team, you know, purposely knock a ball to this section and we'll, you know, we'll make sure one of our dudes comes away with it and creates a, you know, like a crazy energy around this. A, a similar thing happened in the NFL years ago when the, do you remember the, Oakland Raiders were in the Super Bowl with Rich Gannon as quarterback, and they, it was in San Diego, and their center, Barrett Robbins, went down sure. to Tijuana, and he got all super loose and couldn't play in the game. This is all, like, I mean, not new history. I think it was against the Buccaneers, I think. Um, and then that was like a thing in the NFL for a minute where teams were like, well, what, what are we going to do? We're going to send pretty girls to the other hotel. And maybe it wasn't team proper, but it was like boosters. And this happens in college all the time, too. Like, you can't start letting outside-the-action stuff influence inside-the-action stuff because then you're going to get this whole attempt of people literally trying to ruin everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an excellent point. Quick side note. Yeah. uh, The $25,000 that Nikola Jokic was fined. Yeah. That is .0007% of his annual salary. Let's say hypothetically, I make sixty grand a year, which is a pretty American median income. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good money. That's forty six dollars. That's the American equivalent of forty six dollars. That is less than a stop sign ticket. That's Let's less wrap. than a parking ticket. It only cost me forty four forty five dollars, and I get to take a swing at someone's boss. Yeah, you could. You get to. Forearm shiver the owner of the Suns. It's only going to cost you 46 bucks. That's a steal. From the Sports Animal live chat on the live stream, if you're not tuned in with your boys on the live stream, you're missing out on a lot of fellowship. The Sports Animal live stream says, Notre Dame football has their opponents stay at a local casino. Smart. Yes, yes, they do. I mean, there's there's been a history of that forever. Like, you have, you have a fan go pull the fire alarm at the opponent's mm-hmm. hotel. 
Um, you have somebody pick up the bar tab, you know, drink and drown, boys, it's on me. I mean, you can, all kinds of that stuff like that has existed in the history of sports. Pretty good gamesmanship at yeah. that point. And it's not going away either. Well, I, to me, though, that's that part's not regulated by, like, NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball or NCAA suspension. That's where it gets different for me. Like, you do all that fun stuff up until the time when the NBA is like, hey, you know, it happened with the old boy, plays for Memphis, John Morant. You know, mm-hmm. John Morant was making stupid, stupid decisions. And the NBA was like, these have gotten too stupid. Yeah. Like, if I'm – hear me out. If I'm NBA team – I send a narc to every strip club. I send a narc to every high-end bar. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, if you see that guy, just record. Okay, record you're, tar- the- you're targeting James Harden is what you're doing. That's what I am You're doing. specifically but- looking for James Harden. He's a hero now. Love James him. Hart- Always James loved Hart- him. He is a hero. That's what I would do. Yeah, I would just try to I, – I would uh, – what's the phrase, Tyler? Catch him slipping. That's Did I do that correctly? That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> yes. Hey, go. Hey, not only are you going to catch them slipping, you're going to be the one that puts dish soap on the slip and slide. Like that's what this is. Does that work? You never did that. You no. never. You never greased up your slip and slide. No, no, no. We just bought uh, Costco size uh, jar of lube. No, you did not. <laughs> you go and get degreaser Dawn dish soap. You put it on the dealy. And then you. Okay. Did you hear another that another use for Dawn. That's amazing. It's, Cleans your dishes, lubes up your slip and slide, gets oil off of geese. That's the big one. That's yeah. the that that's the commercial one. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, oh man, I really got to decide between which uh, soap to get here. Do I want the one that's good for dishes or the one that's good for geese? Yeah. So Dawn won't get uh, tempeh off of my cast iron pan. But it will get oil off of a penguin. What are you doing washing your cast iron? Do you not know anything about seasoning? Like what? Yeah, that's how bad it was. I had to wash it once. Oh, God. The one time. Oh. I re-seasoned it. Give me a break. Tyler, do me a favor. Run into Studio One and get Van's adult card. Oh, <laughs> so disgusting. I'm from the South. We wash our pans and re-season them. I go. <laughs> your, your pans are just like old like uh, ball jars. That you just like heat up over the over the oven. You know, I'm talking about the of glass course. ones. Yes, you grew up so poor, so are you, incredible. Are you talking about making methamphetamine? That's the, <laughs> it's the only time I've seen one seen someone use a a mason jar on a stove. From the Sports Animal Live text, tell everyone the story of Doctor Bordeaux, and do you know that one from the dark Arizona? A lot of these stories we're not going to tell. That's not today's episode. Okay. It's just the point of the show, and we'll wrap up our Jokic thoughts whenever we get back. Um, you know, I'm going to turn it into a pro labor conversation. That's how I live my life on this show. It's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Oh yeah. No, don't make that noise. Wait, what? God, I hated that noise just now. <laughs> Did I do that out loud? I was just was thinking that your it. internal dialogue overwhelming you. Is that what that was? The song starts off so sexy, I couldn't help myself. Very Ugh. sexual song. Get rid of that. Song. It's a very sexual show. You, no, you can't wear <laughs> one Andy Warhol print button-up shirt and then come on the show and be like, 
It's like sexual van show. It's <laughs> the best four dollars I've ever spent. What? I know how much money you make. You can't put a jokeish amount of fine on that shirt. <laughs> I could have, I could have bought eleven Jokic fine shirts. Uh, by the way, by the way, uh, this bad radio because you can't see what's going on here, yeah. in the world. But if you're not on the live stream with us on uh, Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you got a statue of the T1000 behind you, like a a life size full statue of T1000. What the hell is that big shiny thing behind you? I am broadcasting from my friend's house in St. Louis, Missouri, as my father lives okay. on top of this bluff with, like, shoddy no internet. internet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I'm over at her house, and she is um, eccentric. Okay. That's a, yeah, okay. So what she has is um, she calls it art. A okay. lot of people um, call it uh, uh, weight, trash. That's the word I was trying to come up with. So what this is is she has glued sequins to a model – like a like a JC Penny like um oh, like mannequin. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? This, and mm, I don't know bad. if this is making more or less sense as you go no, further. No, it's bad. It's uh it's not healthy a lot of this. A lot of the a lot of everything surrounding me right now is uh too much. It, it looks really nice from far away. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure hey, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's made really well. Like I'm sure the quality is there. Um but also I stopped doing art projects. The last time I put a thread of needle through popcorn. Okay. So it's been a while for your boy. So when you visited home, was your macaroni art still on the fridge? Because that's the last one you did. No. No, it wasn't. You spell Manfred with in macaroni? No. And my father's just like me. I went to my dad's house. The only thing hanging on his fringe is a bunch of those magnetic clips all holding half-eaten bags of potato chips. Smart. Yeah. Efficient. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, Dad, I can have some of these chips. He's like, whatever's left. And, I, <laughs> and then I, I was like, uh, I was like, Dad, I'll open the Cheddar Ripple ones. And he's like, I mixed them with some Chex Mix. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, deal, Dad. Like those are for me. Times are hard up on top of the mountain. Times you got to combine are. combine your snacks. He goes. He, he uses the phrase "going to town." He lives ten minutes from a Lowe's. <laughs> My Dad. <laughs> You just, it's not going to town. You just have to drive off a dirt road to a paved road. <laughs> like, that is the whole trip. Hey, oh, hey, gosh. sport, you hungry? I'm going to go to Home Depot for a couple glizzies. He's so weird, dude. He's the weirdest guy in the whole world. <sighs> go get a colonoscopy. Get yourself checked out. <laughs> oh. My last thought on Jokic, I am pro-labor. We have this talk all the time. All the time. All the time. If you get a chance in your job... To embarrass your boss and know you're going to get away with it, you take that every time. Okay. If it's public and you get a chance to put, and especially like the boss of like the competitor, put that thing on blast. Also, when Jokic becomes a free agent, I don't think that the Suns are going to be making an offer. I don't think that's going to happen. Everyone will make an offer. They, if they have everyone with 60 million to spare, will make an offer. I I believe you are correct. Little NFL talk at the top of the hour. The NFL, which has already stolen one day a week, 19 weeks a year, has decided to take the most important day in the history of Christianity away from its fans. Okay. King Charles coronation. That's that's uh, 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 Church of England. Ah. Bank of England. They're all the same to me. Both. Two men on. Not FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
I know we're talking sports because this is a sports show. But if you were to ask me to write lyrics to terrible West country and Western riffs like that, I think I'd have a really good time with that. I think that'd be a good bit for me. Uh, we can kind of just describe our lives, but make it more Southern. I don't hate that at all. You remember a couple of years ago when the Washington... Welcome back to the program. I'm sorry. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Hope you enjoyed your day at work. If you're getting off your day at work, thank you for giving us a little bit of time, at least on your drive, your commute, and otherwise. Also, tell your friends Fred's back. He had that week off. Van had a week off before that. We've been out of this together for a while now. It's been a couple of weeks. That's crazy, man. I liked it. Okay, fine. <laughs> hey, and when, when you get back, I'm straight away leaving to Denver, so it's going to be a couple more weeks of this, too. What's up? Your kid graduating? What's up? Uh, in a way, sure. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Everyone's so old. Everyone's Graduating so old. to adulthood as wow. I am old and she is 21. Cool. I guess I'll just get invited to her next 21st birthday party, yep. I guess. It's wild. You want to go to some hipster concerts with us? We're going to Future Islands and Cali Uchis. Do you remember whenever uh, at your birthday party where Tyler Lovely did a roast of you that you told him he wasn't allowed to talk to your daughter? Do you remember that? Oh, did I say that? Mm-hmm. You probably said that. I thought, <laughs> thought I just implied. Nope. No, you said it directly. <laughs> you said, uh, do not glance at or make eye contact with. That's what you said. I mean, it's not because he's not, like, intelligent enough or good-looking enough. It's just no a series is. of poor decisions <laughs> that have led to the person that he is right now. That's all. Don't worry. You raised her right. She did not look my direction. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Guardians, this is a fun one. So the Washington Guardians, if you remember, traded for Carson Wentz two years ago in, like, the worst thing ever or whatever. Pretty bad. So whenever they traded for Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts, they said to Carson Wentz, or they said to the Indianapolis Colts, hey, uh, what's up with that Andrew Luck, though? Is he, like, is he still thinking about playing the game or whatever? So dumb. And they were like, no, he's not thinking about playing the game. He is done playing. We currently have Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, would you like one Carson Wentz? And they were like, if we have to. And then, to me, this one felt like a good old boys thing, where the Washington Guardians knew they were going to be booty anyways. What were they? two and 15 i have no idea what they were whenever they were like hey we'll take that salary we'll take that problem good luck with matt ryan like the colts should owe the guardians one apparently the washington guardians called andrew luck just the other day van they didn't even call the colts this time who's still on his rights they called andrew luck directly hashtag tampering the indianapolis colts who should be cool about this are not being cool and it looks like the Washington Guardians, who are still under their crap leadership because they haven't got this new leadership yet, are still doing dumb stuff and making dumb decisions. Is it? Is it the old camp? Because I think it's, it's. I think it's the new camp. Didn't Dan Snyder already cash that check? Like, doesn't he have this money already? What is it about having anything to do with the Commanders franchise that makes you a giant pile of garbage? Like, they, the new Commanders have been on the job for a friggin' week, and their first job, they're. Their first task is a, a tampering violation with Andrew Luck, who has a glandular problem anyway and shouldn't be playing football. All right, hold up. What? You're absolutely right. They have officially been in capacity for one week. Yes. <laughs> the, first, the first thing to do is commit a crime. What is it about being part of the commander's organization that basically 
turns you into Gollum and like it's just one crappy franchise to rule them all. Like the second you become a commander, you turn into the heel. Immediately you're the bad guy committing crimes. Andrew Luck is also looking awful Jake Plummer right now. Yes. Like he's not in football playing shape. Like do you know what it takes to play professional football? A dedication that none of us have to our professions or any aspect of our life, including loved ones. Andrew Luck don't have it. He don't want it. Because, I mean, because of his face, you don't realize it, but Andrew Luck was jacked. Yeah, super jacked. He was a Greek statue of a human being. He was like, a, he was like, he was like Greek statues were made after him. Correct. Yeah. So, so beautiful. But now he's like a shell of himself. He's retired. He left for a reason. He wants to live the rest of his life in peace without CTE and every joint in his body creaking. He was smart enough to see that coming and get out. And now, of all teams, the Commanders? The Commanders? The Commanders. You think you're going to get Andrew Luck out of retirement, you dumpster fire losers? Are you serious? If the the Washington Guardians have to give their first-round draft pick to the Colts. So funny. Just so funny. All right, hear me out. They have to give it over. Then the Colts win like, or excuse me, then the Washington Guardians win like zero games. So the Colts have the first overall draft pick, and then they take Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, my God. I love that so much. And then, because they won't be any better in 2024 because of that, they really struggle in 2025. And then they tank for 2026. They draft Archie Manning. Smart. I love all of it. So then yeah. you have a Manning to Harrison, which historically has worked out really well for the franchise before. Yep. This is the plan of all plans. Or wow. now hear me out. Yeah. You get a little collusion. You take a page from the commanders. You get Archie Manning to suck in college. His draft stock plummets. But you know he's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You steal him sometime around when Tom Brady got drafted, and then boom, there you go again. I'm mean, like an interesting in between an Archie Manning because he's obviously um, like the reincarnation of Peyton Manning. He's obviously that, right? So as he is that, why even play college football? Like, why don't you just only do the stuff to get ready for the NFL over the next three years? Why do you not do, only do camps, only lift, only get? Your body, I, I guess you need the live reps. I guess that means something. But I'm over here saying he can go straight from high school to the NFL with, like, the proper money investment and coaching. Does that exist at the University of Texas? Maybe, probably. But they're not producing quarterbacks historically ever and currently not right now. I mean, it's significantly better in Texas right now. Texas Longhorn fan, congratulations. You're on the way up. You got a better coach. You're getting better recruits. Oh, they I do got this bit every all, 10 years. They got all the oil money. Oh, my God. Just, get, just wait for the rise of Texas. It'll happen. You know who's really rising is uh, UTEP. UTEP is super on the rise from what you exactly just said. Like all of those Eastern, or excuse me, all those West Texas like colleges and stuff, they're all set up for super success now. Right. It's a different playing field down there with that money. I, saw, I read a thing the other day that the Eagles of North Texas or whatever, brand new facility for football stuff, brand new weight room, brand new everything. Like all of these schools, like 
all of college sports, hear me out, all of college sports across all 50 states should only be played in Texas. Yeah, I don't mind. Like the the big difference is for UTEP's rise is you know Austin and Houston and all these got uh, West Texas got all that oil money, and then UTEP has uh, money laundering cocaine money. Oh, cartel! Yeah, yeah cartel definitely. money. R- run two- it, run it through the university. Get it out on the back end. You know what I'm saying? There's roughly like two and a half million people in the in the El Paso area, including Juarez. I feel like you can find the money to make some stuff work. And all that's how weird Texas has got recently, too. Like, that San Antonio-Austin connection, that's all one city now. That's not, like, multiple cities. Like, if you were to be like, if Austin were to be like, hey, we don't just have Austin. We have, like, we have University of Texas, too. And it's just down the road. Like, because mm-hmm. they could afford to do that as well. Put all college sports in or forget it. Start a feeder league of super young dudes, okay. like a professional feeder league, like right out of high school, straight into this feeder league. God, you would get buried, though, by the NFL. Like, they would figure out a way to make sure no one saw you or that thing didn't exist. or the, They wouldn't allow, like, in a, like ESPN to report on you. Like, it would be a whole deal. Or why not just go to the XFL or USFL? Right out of high school? Yeah, sure. If, they, if the XFL could get a Manning, a last name Manning, yeah, they, would change, they would change all the rules to accommodate a 19-year-old. I have no idea what the current rules are. Because we don't care. There is that. Yeah. There's all... <laughs> Shout out to The Rock, though. You're cool. The actor, The Rock. Yes, correct. The owner of the XFL. The WWE superstar, The Rock. Yeah. You didn't know he owns the XFL? Your boy? You didn't know your boy owned the XFL? I mean, I know he owns it, but does he own it? Like, does Magic Johnson own the Commanders like that much? Is that what we're talking about? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. So he does own it then, because Magic Johnson owns the Washington Guardians. And the Dodgers. And the Lakers. What if the Washington Guardians were like, hey, Andrew Luck, come out of retirement, come back to play. And then because of the way rules work, he has to be a Colt. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> what, what is the He's point still under contract plan? with the Colts. The Colts still got the rights. That's why it's tampering. If he, like, if they ripped up his contract and said, you're free, go be a little unicorn, you weirdo. It's like, he could sign with anyone, but he's still under contract with the Colts. That's wild. That's wild. When we get back, the NFL is taking over this show as they have just, what they did, Van. Okay. Is the NFL, they took their hand. Like if, if friend of the show right now were to lift their hand and they were looking at the palm of their hand, the NFL took the palm of their own hand and slapped it across the face of the NBA. And I'll tell you why I am outraged, my man. Okay, let's go. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. No, okay, just, yep, it's still there. Still there. It was, these lyrics speak to me, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing in this country, Van. There's only one thing? There's one thing in this country... That owns a day of the week, okay? Okay. That's the NFL. The NFL owns Sundays. Sure. For some reason, it's leaked into Mondays. For some reason, it's leaked into Thursdays. A couple weeks out of the year, it leaks into Saturdays. But it owns Sunday. It owns... Mm -hmm. What time does football start in the mountain? 10 a.m.? 
11. Starts at 11. 11. Right? So 11 Mountain all the way up to 9 Mountain. There's football all day. People stop their lives for this thing. What are the exceptions to that, Van? None. <sighs> Sorry, church. Oh, hey, church? You mm-hmm. go to the early service. Mm-hmm. You, your wife's making you go? Your husband's making you go? For some reason, the kids are claiming you need to go. That's also always a manipulation from grandma. Don't act like that's their own thing. We would go to church on Wednesdays, but that's when I got to do my fantasy football a waiver wire requests. Yeah, of course that. <laughs> Sorry, JC. Yeah. I'm busy. That's why I play in my men's league softball team with all my buddies that I watch football with on Sundays. Yeah. Like, so you the d- NFL. JC, JC, you know how important football is. When they score a touchdown, they all point at you. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first thing they do when they get a chance to talk about it on the microphone is they thank you. They thank you immediately. They thank you immediately. The they first say you're the thing best. They say. The first thing they say. Yeah, they say thank you. Way before they thank Gatorade, the fine people at Gatorade. Yeah, who yeah. actually helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the NBA was like, we're already fighting with Jesus, I guess. So then they said, well, we wanted it. We want to fight with the NBA. So we work in sports radio. We don't talk about the NBA until Christmas. Everyone knows that. Sure. The NBA, there's too much going on. Baseball playoffs are wrapping up in October. You're working into the holidays. You're working into the football season. NBA is on Christmas. If you have to work the day after Christmas, you talk NBA. If you have to work all the way up through, you talk NBA. The NFL, which, by the way, Christmas was on a Sunday last year. Is that right? Did I do that wrong or right? It was on a Tuesday. Doesn't matter. It's on a Monday this upcoming year. And the NFL says, regardless of whatever else is going on, including NBA basketball, the NFL is planning to hold its first Monday triple header in league history on Christmas Day, Van. A triple header. So now they have Thanksgiving and Christmas on lock. Congratulations. No, what? Congratulations, NFL. You did it. You ran JC out of our country. One season at a time. Jamal Charles? Yes. <laughs> I don't God. get it. Wait, can't you give the NBA one day? Like give one, them one. One day. Play now, nice. Now the NFL draft is a three-month process, and then we got the whole preseason. 120,000 people are showing up to watch a preseason game. This is getting insane. You made us take on an extra week. Now we got 17 games. Then we added another round of the playoffs. But it's now good for it the fans, another, Van. The playoffs it, takes another three months. They told, I, let me they, enjoy baseball. Man, they told Kansas City fans, hey, we got an extra game. You can play it. And then they said, we're going to put it in Germany. Yeah. You don't even get to watch it from home. And now the Chiefs, even, the Chiefs are boycotting going to Germany. Duh, so would I. There's a war. There's a war going on. <laughs> like, there's a war. Yeah. I don't want to go to Munich. It's near a war. It's the war on the gridiron, Fred. That's it's, the one no, that's most important. The war on the gridiron is not a real war. There is an actual war. Instead of, instead of lying and saying we don't want to go play football next to a war, they should say what they're really thinking. We don't want to go. We're the world champions. You make the losers go 
play in Europe. We're the world champs. We're the Chiefs, bro. We got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Don't make these guys go to Germany, eat schnitzel. They're going to be sick for a week. They're going to have to take two weeks off. Sauerkraut? They're going to eat sauerkraut for a week? Are you kidding me? My bu- you remember from last year at New Mexico Highlands University, my good friend Sammy Barnes-Tompkins. Sammy oh, Barnes-Tompkins, yeah, stud basketball player, absolute dude. He plays uh, for uh, Polonia right now, which is over in the, the, the Poland whatever over there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Whatever. So he's in Poland. Do so I, have o- I, are you asking me if I've heard of the country of Poland? Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Familiar. So, so he's in Warsaw. Like, the only city that you could probably name in Poland, he is in, right? That's a nice one. Yeah. So I'm talking to him the other day, and I'm like, hey, how is, you know, like, Poland or whatever? How is it, like, over in England doing that thing? And he's like, he's like, oh, it's really great. He was like, a thing that I didn't, like, that I really underestimated was the amount of refugees. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He's like, he's like, and here's the thing about refugees, like, coming over from, from like, the Ukraine – they don't have anything. Uh-huh. They're refugees. Mm-hmm. He's like, if I try to walk from my place to like work, which is where he plays professional basketball, he's like, he's like, there's, there's the streets of Warsaw are full with refugees, and they're just people who need help. Sure, he's the nicest guy in the world. Like he's like, yeah, like like he just wants to. That's what the NFL doesn't. You don't expose your players to this, like unless you plan on putting them in like a bubble and hiding them from the experience of Germany, then what is even the point of going to Germany? Play this one at home. Wait until there's less war. Yeah. A lot of people underestimate the number of refugees. They think it's just Lauren Hill and Wycliffe. They forget about Praz. One time. <laughs> like, the Chiefs should get to the pick there. They're the world champs. They got the best football player on the planet on their team. If they don't want to go to Germany, they shouldn't go to Germany. Give it to the Jaguars again. Let the Jaguars go to London and Germany and Poland and Spain. Let them just go on. A, the Jaguars can just go on a whole European tour, play a new place every week. They could travel Europe like the friggin' Rolling Stones. Right, just go everywhere. Have your own personal NFL Europe. I'm also into the idea of you can play games in, in England because I saw the budget for this like King Coronation thing. Is that what it's called, a coronation? Don't care. It's it dumb. was a... 125 million. 125 million dollars to put on this party, Van. Yeah, we we're just talking about refugees. You know what they want? Some of that stupid coronation money. Yeah, let I me mean, hey, send hey, some of that coronation money to Warsaw. To help the refugees. Yes. Also, I need Not to talk buy to you. a new stupid hat. <laughs> what is it about people who don't matter that wear stupid hats? Oh, why that's like it, a thing. Why is it the bigger and dumber your hat is, the more worthless of a job you have? Chef's not included. What is the biggest, dumbest hat? The Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up there. I don't need a guy to talk to God for me. I'll just talk to God. I don't need a dude with a pointy hat and a robe. I mean, it's dumb. You remember in the 80s, there was the guy that would go to golf tournaments and wear the, like, the rainbow wig and hold up the John 316 sign? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was see? The, that was the first thing I went to. That guy was wild. Got attention. It worked. Here we are so, talking about him. But it's not an important job. That's the part I'm trying to get to. I feel like anyone could just wear a dumb hat. Yes, Elmer and, Fudd. and they do. 
Three games on Christmas is too many. Families are going to fight. You're going to skip dinner. There's literally going to be someone, like some nutso, like friend of the show who listens to the show, a nutso Dallas Cowboy fan that's like, I'm not going to to aunties because that's New Mexico talk. Mm. I'm not going to aunties for Christmas lunch because the the Cowboys play at Three Mountain, but I will go to breakfast or I will go to dinner. And like people are gonna be like, are you are you are you trying to budget Christmas family time? Like, are you? I get skipping the NBA and watching like the highlights on Sports Center later. If you're legit skipping opening presents with your auntie because you need to see Dak Prescott make his 39th start in a row or whatever it is, what? The only gifts that the Cowboys will give you will be the gifts of interceptions. That's, Look, there's, tw- there's 29 one, interceptions the last 33 starts. There's one day a year where you're forced to act like you love your family. The Cowboys are trying to help you. They're distracting you for three and a half, four hours. You don't have to pay attention to your little nephew who's chewing on the wall or whatever, doing something weird. You know, he's a little <laughs> little paint chip baby. And then you don't got to listen to your racist uncle because, you know, you could zone him, zone out for four hours while the Cowboys are on. And then you could have a nice dinner and then take a nap. And then, boom, day's over. The NFL's trying to help you. 2006 and 2017... I think those are the years the NFL played Monday football on Christmas. They only played two games. I cannot think for a reason at all that you have to add the third game. All you're going to do is create painful Christmas memories for everyone involved. It's the three big three-letter stations, FOX, CBS, NBC. They all got to have one. And they're going to biggie in two-pocket if they don't. You earlier mentioned Baby Braylon, or what was the name you said? Whatever, close enough. Yeah. yeah. You, you earlier mentioned Baby Braylon, who's going to be sitting in his bedroom playing with his new Hot Wheels toys or whatever, and his father is going to be in the den. Den is probably too classy for this scenario that I'm drawing up here. It is, very much so. He's going to be sitting in the front room, and in the front room, he's going to be watching. Is that like mid, his, is that Midwest for a living room? It's not quite as nice as the living room. It's okay. the front room, man. And his three-team parlay is going to be going down the drain as the Denver Broncos aren't covering the spread the way that he thought they were. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be screaming about green bean casserole yeah. or whatever weird Southwest food Southwesterners eat at Christmas. Delicious food is what you're referring to. I think, actually, I think every Southwestern eats Janice, pour me another eggnog. Russell yes. Wilson threw another pick. That is what it is. And you're going to traumatize yeah. children. That's enough, Eddie. You've had four eggnogs already. Damn it, Janice. When I said I want an eggnog, give me an eggnog. Eggnog that off talking to me like that, Janice. That's what it'll end up being. Edward, there's children around. I told you not to drink and watch your footballs. <sighs> Roger Goodell, Adam Silver, put them in a room together and watch Roger Goodell just beat the crap out of Adam Silver. Oh, the that's ratings what aren't enough? Put, that's what they should put on, on Christmas Day. He's beating his ass match. with ratings. He just might as well beat his ass with his fists, too. It's the only thing in the country people watch. 
People do not watch TV anymore. Murder, She Wrote used to get 30 million views an episode in the 80s. TV is not what it used to be, the, except for the NFL. The season finale of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. got beat by the NFL average by 10 million viewers. Yes. The biggest TV show in the world got beat by 10 million viewers. That's how big the NFL is. The The biggest debut this year was that Secession show on HBO. Mm-hmm. And then it debuted to three and a half million. An average NFL game is 17, 10 million more than that. 17 yep. million people watch the NFL. On average, not even the big ones. This is the average number. From the Sports Animal live chat on our live stream, facebook.com slash talkabq, youtube.com slash talkabq. From the Sports Animal live chat, I will obviously be watching Monday Night Raw on Christmas. That is the correct answer. Mm. Thank you, friend of the show. Not me. (laughs) You go, not a, not a, not me. Not going to do that. Not for me. It's not for me. I'd rather watch Uncle Eddie throw glass of eggnog through the window. You were so very right about James Harden the whole time. Duh. And I give Van his flowers whenever we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The I got a text here, boys. Friend of the show, Steven, 505-246-0610, Sports Animal Hotline. Esports draws more viewers than the Super Bowl, and it's expected to get even bigger. I believe that. So he's talking specifically about this League of Legends event from like a couple years ago. And I only, League of Legends, I don't, this is not real sports. Like, this is like video game sports. But it's this, like, um, I don't know, clicker game or whatever. You just click a lot of buttons. So, anyways, it was in St. Louis, Missouri. And I know how big it was because my brother was doing some, like, commentary stuff with it, right? My brother was literally working with the production. The thing about this is it's all worldwide. So, like, th- these video games... You can get 100 million people worldwide, which is incredibly impressive. I'm not going to say it's not. Mm-hmm. To get 13 or, or what's the what's a fun, easy number? 20 million in the NFL? To get 20 million in the NFL, you're only shooting at like an audience of 350 million people. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a bigger percent of 100 million people of the whole world. Now, I get it. I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a real loose defensive case here, but I will be the first one to admit that this nerd culture video game stuff is on the come up. It's on the rise. It's in the right direction. It will not be stopped. It is a, it is a tidal wave of excitement for people that I don't necessarily identify with or understand. But I feel like a lot of people feel that way when I talk about like pro wrestling or whatever. You know, it's just different product for a different audience. 100 million people, 100 million unique viewers online watching dudes play video games. Crazy, right? I mean, it's the future. It's the future. I mean, look at the... We grew up with Nintendo. You're a little bit younger than me. You probably grew up with Super Nintendo. I had both. But, you know, I mean, it goes PlayStation, Xbox. Like Everyone from our generation grew up with video games. Right. And then so 
the internet came, took over the world, and now the next generation after us grew up with video games and the internet. So what's going to happen to the next generation? Is it going to be video games and internet and AI and the immersive package and the the metaverse and the the whatever? But the esports and video games are just going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger each generation. If there's a way to make it to where I'm also in, I think I would be into that. You know, you know what kind of did that was um, super lame curling. Curling was stupid and lame and sucked, right? And then, like, all these ex, like, NFL players started to get into it and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, in again. Because to me, it felt like the wide world of sports where they used to make athletes do, like, weird sports. To me, if you could find that, that twist on it where you get everyday fan, sure, I would come in. But I don't think, similar to the way that, like, I really struggle with UFC – I don't think I would get, like, the complexities of the sport. I don't think I would understand, like, like click rates and stuff. I'm just making up phrasing or things I think I've heard. I don't really know what that stuff is. But, like, I wouldn't – unless you're playing Halo from 2003, I don't think I would understand <laughs> sure. it. Sure. Yeah, unless you're playing Tekken 3 on PlayStation. I probably – you'll lose me real fast. Correct. Yeah. And you would, like, you would find varying degrees of people who enjoy it, right? So, like – if like let's use Tyler for an example. If we're watching it with Tyler, Tyler's like, "Hey, he's got to do you know this approach in a video game and double jump or do whatever." I'm like, "I don't, I don't even understand your language." It's like whenever you watch UFC with a guy who really loves UFC, like, and all I can talk about is wrist locks, and he's over here like talking about complexities and Pythagorean theorems and stuff, and I'm like, "You lost me. You super lost me." And this triangle toe hold or whatever. Here, let me just let me just pause my game because I really want to be involved in this conversation. <laughs> okay, let me just put this on pause and then no. But for real, I think the gaming thing is taking it's taking a little bit too over. I'm kind of with Fred on this one. I don't think it's like a representation of anything really. You know what I mean? Like at least with sports, you're representing some kind of regional something. You know what I mean? There's some tie to it. I think this is just kind of chaos. I mean, I sure. I mean, you you mentioned it as chaos. I think there'll be more and more order in it as time goes on. Like each big city or each big uh, e sports network or whatever e sports team or franchise, whatever the hell it's called, is going to be from each region, and these regions battle each other, and they have their own home court advantages, and you got your own gaming pit or whatever, and tons of people show up to watch the live event. But Fred, I mean, to piggyback on what you said earlier. Like, you don't know a lot about the terminology from USC, a UFC, or, like, for eSports, like, you wouldn't know the terminology. But think about the average NFL fan, too. Like, do they know the difference between cover one and cover two defenses? Do they know, like, uh, a Mike, mm, yeah, a, a, a Mike and a Will linebacker's different roles and what they do, like zone blocking? Does a, does a casual NFL fan know all of this stuff? No, they don't. Just like you don't know the the Peruvian lampshade submission in the UFC or whatever hell they I know, they call I know that one in the bedroom, right? Hey-o. Hey-o. Page 137 of the Kama Sutra. You know about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, casual fan is just going to want to be entertained. And as far as, like, watching something on television, NFL is kind of peak sports entertainment right now, and it's hard to beat. And they could they can pull in casual fan and gambling fan and female fan and international fan and fantasy sports fan and just coagulate all of these people together and put up insane numbers. 
Well, and also, like, how little could I possibly know here? Because maybe if I sit down to watch the, I don't know, the Madden tournament of the world or whatever, right. would I fall in love with that? Like, is it put together in such a way to where it's produced as well as, like, WWE's produced or the NFL or whatever? Strong possibility. Like, absolutely strong possibility. I might love it. We wrap up the hour. Whenever we get back, obviously, we're going to do that with the NFL. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The party don't stop. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. And hey, yo, we take it to the top. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. We go hard in the block. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. Yeah. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We love our friends and partners in the community. You know, OG friends like John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy. Anything for your real estate needs, make sure you reach out to John Lopez. Another OG sponsor, I-9 Sports. You got a kiddo in the community, wants to learn something about a sport, is curious about just about anything that they can take care of you and keep your knowledgeable and safe on the community. You know the boys always get a burger and a shake at the 66 Diner. The weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Don't miss any New Mexico United away watch party. Goes down at Hollow Spirits. Great giveaways. We're giving away bottles of booze. We give away some gift certificates. We give away entrances into a bartending class or a whiskey and cigar night. It is the dopest event in the soccer world, and it goes down every away match at Hollow Spirits. And don't miss out on Throwing Thursdays at ABQX. Every other Thursday, the boys will be doing the show live from ABQX. We give you $7.50 off per lane, per hour. It's a deal. It's a steal. Do not miss it. And the Thursdays, Tyler, I don't mind telling you, the Thursdays that we're not at ABQX, we're downtown, downtown at Red Door Brewing getting loose. I know that's one of your favorite joints, isn't it? I like live at Red Door, to be honest. I think I got an apartment there somewhere. I don't know. You got a cot in the back? I'm saying, man, I am at Red Door too much, too much. It's a good spot, man. I like that you guys are alternating the axe throwing and Red Door. You know, I, I, I can't be downtown every Thursday. I got some beef with some people down there. You know, just kidding, by the way. That See, does not happen at all whatsoever. Into play, though, <laughs> yes. You can be safe downtown if you got the axe skill, you know? Yeah, I, I think that they downtown bars frown on traveling with axes there. But if I needed to, I could because the lovely people at ABQ Axe, they give you lessons every time you go. It's not like you're just out there willy-nilly just throwing it with no expertise or experience whatsoever. They will teach you how to do it. With my own eyes, I saw somebody who's never thrown an axe before, and this is last Thursday at ABQ Axe. It took him, like, less than 10 minutes to learn how to throw an axe and start sticking it in the wood. See, I'll throw an X. I don't know about an axe, though. You guys have got to teach me. Well, please don't throw axes at X's. Mm. Do all of your axes live in taxes? <laughs> Wait, what? That was dumb. We'll just pretend that we didn't say that one. <laughs> I mean, hey, follow us around everywhere we go this summer. We just go out, we go out in the community. We have so much fun, and it's all for a good cause. Because, you know, 
we support places like the YMCA and throughout the history of this program, you know, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation and Locker 505 and Make-A-Wish and, you know, whoever else we can help. You know, we have a microphone for you. You know, friends of the show, you got something going on in the community and you'd love our help. Reach out to us at TalkABQ on Instagram. You could search at TalkABQ or two men on. Don't be shy. Slip slide into our DMs. Uh, I pinky swear, friends of the show, I pinky swear, Albuquerque, that I will start being more prolific. I got a lot of, we do a lot of cool stuff in the community and not all of it makes it onto the interwebs. So I promise uh, we'll get more of that online for you. But seriously, you got a nonprofit, you got something going on in the Albuquerque community that we can help, that we can give a positive light to, shine a little light on whatever cool you got going on. We are 100% in. Uh, when we get back, more NFL talk. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men, men on, on, Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back on the program. Van, sorry I missed last segment. I was on the phone with head football coach of your New Mexico Highlands University Cowboys, Ron Hudson. Oh, what a dude. What a dude. I'd diss me for him any day. Good job. He, uh, I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. He was, uh, he was asking me for a little bit of help with uh, Special Olympics. They're doing a big fundraiser, so... You and I will get together on that. We'll see what we can do to help them out. Well, how appropriate, Fred, because I just made a call to action for the friends of the show. If they got any nonprofit stuff going on in the community, we'd love to help. And you missed the segment for setting up more fun nonprofit help. How about that? Interesting to that, Van, because my very good friend, Ron Hudson, head coach of your New Mexico Highlands University Cowboys football team. Okay. Should know that I'm on air right now. He should should. have called it a different time. This is unacceptable. Uh, I should. Keep that in mind moving forward. I saw in the Sports Animal live chat on our live stream, we're getting compliments on the Season 2 shirts and how fire they are. That is absolutely correct. I just had a conversation today with the new shirts for Duke City Championship Wrestling Van. Mm. So we got some new merch coming out for the wrestling product, which is premiering May the 25th. It is a Thursday at the historic El Rey Theater. GCCWtickets.com. Go get your tickets for, did I say G? DC. CW tickets, Duke City Championship Wrestling. Go get your tickets. Come hang out with your boys. We're going to do a little pro wrestling thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy the crap out of it. Yeah, speaking of shirts, slip slide into our DMs on Instagram at TalkABQ. Or you can email me, Van, at TalkABQ.com or Fred at TalkABQ.com. We We want to give you another round of T-shirts here in a couple weeks. So the friends of the show get a hold of us. Give us your size. Give us your address. We'd love to get some sh- some new shirts out. And speaking of the Instagram, uh, and not just, if if you're a fan of ours on Twitter or the Facebook or wherever, first of all, thank you for connecting. It means the world to us. We like connecting with you. It, you follow us. We follow you. It's not complex. Uh, but we should do like a little call to action because we're, I don't know, we're less than 200 away from 4,000. And I think it's time that we, we put that final push through and and kind of make sure that the Instagram is where the Instagram needs to be. So we'll do that as well. We'll figure up a fun little initiative and we'll enjoy the, uh, we'll enjoy the heck out of that. That's for sure. All right, man, we've been talking a lot of NFL. 
We've been talking a little bit of NBA, not enough. We've been talking some Major League Baseball, not enough in my opinion. Oh, never. But every opportunity you get, regardless of what we're talking about, you talk about how much James Harden is that dude. Mm-hmm. I've low-key dismissed it for a long time. I think I've told you this off the air for sure. I don't know if on the air. The first time I ever saw James Harden play would have been 2009, and he was at Arizona State, and I was at Washington State as a student. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have the beard. Do you remember him pre-beard? Sure do. Of, okay. Yeah. And he showed up, and it was him versus Clay Thompson, who played at Washington State at the time. And I thought Clay Thompson was the best basketball player in the history of the planet in that moment because I was, you know, a you know, a fellow student and I enjoyed James Harden was that tier above mm-hmm. like that tier above. And now he has found a new life in Philadelphia. He's found like a resurgence, although you're going to claim he never surged down, but he is like every column of the stat book. And he's like the positive energy with the fan. And he's like the most, is he a bachelor? He's the most eligible possible thing to become a fan of on the entire east coast right now the dude is a dude he i mean he pulled a tom brady this yeah. offseason like he wanted to play in philly he wanted to play with Embiid. he wanted more uh significant role players around him took a pay cut got bele- got less than his market value to put better pieces around him and make the philadelphia 76ers a more uh productive uh, playoff caliber team it's huge what he did like he had he had the foresight. Like we're talking, I mean, we make jokes about James Harden all the time that he's just a party boy going to every strip club. Like you can, like I know a, a Reddit fanboy a couple years ago uh, did a side by side comparison of the best strip clubs in NBA cities and how and, poor his performance is. Yeah, exactly. And whenever he goes to the nicer strip clubs, he performs more poorly the next game. He still does that stuff, but I think he's matured past it as well. But well, and, he, hold on, before you escape yeah. that thought, you and I low-key have this energy in our life too, though. Like, we do weird stuff. Sure, all the time. And then balance it out with doing, like, relatively positive stuff. Correct. Like, I think you can exist in both, like, hemispheres of the world, and he does that, and I think it was, like, capped off with, him like autographing his shoes for that MSU shooting survivor. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, dude, I am like an emotional wreck. And also, not for this show, we're not on KOB. The amount of mass shootings in the last week, what? What is going on right now in this world? Not for this moment right now. It's 23. 23 of them in the last week, man. Like, this is, we're at a nuts time. <sighs> James right. Harden. Took a moment to put a spotlight on that. I don't know if it's going to have a positive or lasting effect by any means, but I do know that it's going to last with me. I mean, we're so dumbed down and indoctrinated. What has to happen that hasn't happened already? I just don't know what to say here. But no, James, this James isn't the show. I mean, James Harden, like, it seems like he's evolved. It seems like he's matured. He still likes to party. He still likes to go out. He's still got the swag. He's still got the style. He's still got the beard. But he's a different basketball player. He's a contributor now. Like, he gets the ball around everywhere he needs. He doesn't need to just do uh, 30 step-back threes every game and score 60 points. Like, when he perfected the step-back three and he was lighting the NBA on fire. Changed the rules. Changed the rules. They changed the rules because of James Harden. So, I mean, 
when he was in that phase, of course, like he was on fire. Like he invented a new element of the NBA that didn't exist before. Of course, he's going to do that. But they change. I mean, it's like friggin' Bob Gibson. They change the the rules of the game to to cap his play, and he evolved, and he's a better player for it now. He could do everything on the court. Well, and the difference from the game two to the game uh, three. Well, I guess game one was was a nail biter too. But game two was a blowout for the Celtics. You know. And yeah. then, and then you get to game three, and the Celtics, you know, they get that other one, and then you're gonna because you squeaked out the four point win in game one, and now you're gonna squeak out the one point win in game four, and there was like the no call against Jason Tatum, which is a different conversation, but James Harden stays not just like composed like you're describing off the court, he's staying composed on the court, and that to me I thought was lost to him some seasons ago when I thought. The NBA's out to get me, and they're changing the rules, and there's all that energy surrounding it. He just went out there and won the game. Like, he hits the game winner. Like, like that's MVP stuff when your MVP guy is not currently the MVP, the actual MVP of the league, which you sure. also called. Yeah. And, and not only – I mean, he saw the foresight. He had the foresight, excuse me. He had the maturity, had the foresight to get out of Brooklyn. He saw yeah. that dumpster fire, and he was like, I don't care if KD's my boy – I don't care if Kyrie's got all the talent in the world. I want nothing to do with this. Get me out of here. Forced to trade to a more stable organization. Uh, got a got team up with a perennial MVP candidate. And ever since then, like his game has never been better than when he's been on the other side of the court of Joel Embiid. Hmm. Has his, game, his game has been better. Well, before they changed the rules, I mean, yeah. come on. I but as an all around as an all around basketball player, not just a scorer, like he used to be more prolific, obviously, but as all around basketball player, uh, someone that helps you win basketball games in the playoffs, he's peaking right now, right in front of our eyes. Well, and, you know, I had to look it up because I didn't have it in front of me. I just was kind of going off my memory, my eye test from the game because I was like, well, I know Harden had over forty, and I was like, I feel like Embiid was kind of quiet. Embiid had thirty four. He's he. He gets over 30 every night, and it's the quietest 30 you ever see. I was over here thinking, like, oh, Harden really just kind of outshined the whole thing. It, it was not that. No. It just felt that way. Sure. And B gets 13 boards. Are you kidding me? That's a Harden, – Harden's always been that dude. Yeah. Like, when he, when he was in Houston and he finally got his chance to shine, like, obviously, you know, I'm a, a fair-weather Rockets fan because I'm, I'm from Houston – but when I, I watched a lot of basketball when he was in Houston with CP3 and when he was with uh, Russell, when Russell was putting up triple-double numbers every night, um, he's a different player. He's more prolific. He was, he was more of a me player, and you kind of saw the, the collapse of the Rockets, and then that band broke up, and then he goes to Brooklyn, and like he, he saw, like, oh, man, I, saw, I knew it was my fault in Houston – I see it these guys fault in Brooklyn. I mean, we got the yin and the yang here. There's got to be right. some there's got to be some middle ground. And ever since he's been in Philadelphia, he's been that great teammate. You know, after game 1, his teammates were celebrating. They won without Joel Embiid, and his teammates were celebrating mid-court. And he's all, "That's one game. Get out of here. Get in the locker room. Watch tape. Like we got a long series." Like Does that shows it- that shows poise. That shows leadership. Does this series to you feel like the victor is the representative in the East. Like, and I'm not trying to knock the Knicks in the Heat because 
it's been exciting in its own way, and I think the Heat are even currently up like 10 right now as that game's just now underway. But I don't feel as if, specifically the Knicks, but I don't feel as if the Knicks or the Heat have advantage over the Celtics or the 76ers. No, I, I feel the same way about both the Celtics Sixers series and the Lakers Warriors series. I think whoever wins those two series are going to cruise in the next series and meet in the finals. Oh, I think, dang, I, think I think I feel that same way. I yeah. think Denver's overrated. Uh, CP3's hurt. Um, Suns have to shoot lights out to win basketball games. Like I think the Lakers and Warriors are more complete teams, and Sixers and Celtics are more complete teams, and they're just going to run through whoever they play next. Obviously, we're a week ahead on this one, but I think it's safe for me to say the Celtics and the Sixers, whoever comes out, whichever one. So the 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 seventy Celtics, okay. So the whoever comes out, if they play their game, they can make it to the to the champion. They can make it to the finals. Sure. If whoever comes out of the Knicks Heat, they have to play their best game. For sure. And they have to play, yeah, they have to play their best game four times. And it's to me, anyways, so incredibly taxing. And almost even unapproachable to to ask a team to play their best game four out of seven times. And do you even get a chance to play seven of them if you don't have your best game in the first? You don't. You know, you you lose. You lose to that opponent. Um, yeah, this one this one to me found, feels like the championship of the East right now, and I feel bad about that because the the Knicks and the Heat they both have good players. They both bring it, but it's not that they're necessarily ready yet and if the heat aren't ready now they're never going to be yeah i mean the heat are doing it in the most rare way in today's nba with literally only one superstar it's just jimmy butler i don't care what you think about tyler hero well bam oladipo i don't see bam being a superstar he's an all-star sure but he he's not a superstar he's not a top 10 guy Usually yeah. you got to have two or more in today's NBA. The Heat are doing it with one. The Bucks, gotta, the Bucks do it with one. Like, and it's kudos to them that they're doing it. But they can't match up with the 76ers. They can't match up with the Celtics. Jimmy Butler has to play the best game of his life four out of seven games for them to have a chance. Kyle Lowry is quiet, but a big contributor. But I agree completely with what you're saying. I think Bam... Bam would have been in trouble if he was playing center in the 90s. Bam can play center right now, and I yeah. think he could. Yeah. If he'd have played center in the early 2000s, um, no. You know, like some of the guys that were, and especially guys when they were at their peak, like your your Howards and your O'Neals and the O'Neal that played in uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. there, were, there were just a lot of centers that would have beat him up. Yes. And, and now that that position is kind of all but dissolved, um, I think he can play. I think he can go a little bit. So, got an update, Van, on the New Mexico State University story. We're talking specifically about basketball players and um, what they're saying about the teammates that didn't just target them. They're saying they also targeted some coaches, Van. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to go into length on that when we get back. So, an update on the Aggies. Um, I'm going to give this one to you as factual as possible, and then I'm going to I'm going to twist it into opinion at the end. But this one is going to carry a level of severity that you and I don't usually introduce to the program. Um, but this one is deserving of, of that. So we will make sure we do. 
Whenever we get back, more. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. The program is Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Mm-hmm. Van, who makes this show go around? Oh, my goodness. You talking about our friends and sponsors in the community? That's what I the need to know The reason we're here, buddy? Looks who like is they? Who is John them? Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy? That's my dude. Such as our friends at I-9. We play on their team. Mm, we start our days with our friends at the YMCA. Hey, I went to the Y in Edwardsville, or out here in St. Louis, right outside St. Louis. You're not on the board there, Fred. They let well, you in? I had to, I literally had to get like a all-Y access pass. Okay. Kind of cool. Interesting. You know, just have them call our friends here at the Horn Branch? That is kind of what they had to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> you know, we do a, a burger and a milkshake at 66 Diner. So good in my mouth. You miss it, don't you? It's only been like a week or two, but you're, you love you some 66 it, Diner. I've only been gone a week. That means I've missed four meals at 66 Diner. Miss every other day? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Don't miss any of the New Mexico United away party action. That goes down at Hollow Spirits with the boys. Throwing Thursdays, that goes down at ABQ Act. $7.50 off per person per hour. Just giving it away. Giving away That's crazy. Fun. Giving away fun for free. On Tyler, you ever throwing axes? Yeah, not in like a regulated area, but yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's like a scoring system to it. There's a whole deal. Yeah, it's like a real thing. And Thursdays that we're not at ABQX, we're downtown having a couple little adult bevies at Red Door. They got Fred Light on tap there. Can I get Fred Lights? A little Fred Weisers? A little Fred Weisers? Yeah. That's what I'm about. All right, taking the steam off a little bit. So you are familiar with the lawsuit between former NMSU basketball players and the university. Correct. Now I know the players' names are out there now, so I, are we? I, we're comfortable using them, right? So, I, they, they've had press conferences themselves. They've put themselves yep. out there, as brave as it was and as hard as it was to do that. Yes, their names are out there now. Odunwu and Benjamin are your players. Od is Muslim. I want to make sure that part is stated because his religious beliefs are a big part of his hesitancy to ever say anything. Right. Because a big part of that belief system is you don't interfere with anyone's career, period, regardless of their actions and behaviors. That's just a a strong marking of it. Okay, here we go. So, publicly it was said that this group of players, and the players' names in the lawsuit are Kim Akers Jr., Dr. Bradley, and DeShondre Washington, okay? So they said that this group of, as they're accused them to just be three bullies, didn't just target those two individuals. They targeted other players on the team and coaching staff on right. the team, Van. And he, they believe that these other players and the coaches are afraid to speak up because of repercussions that will occur. So they're being said that they were not specifically targeted and it was not isolated to them. They're saying they were a part of the group of many, and they're just the two that are willing to say anything. Well, I mean, let's let's go beyond 
repercussions for the team beyond repercussions for the program. I think, you know, this is opinion here. This goes to the heart of the male psyche. You don't want to have to admit that you are a part of this. You don't have to admit that you're a victim of this because it's all embarrassment from here on out. Uh, how hard it was for these young men to speak up in the first place. I mean, that's the that's the exact reason why this went on so long, in my humble opinion, is because of the culture of sports, the masculinity of sports, the machismo of sports. You don't want to admit something's wrong. You don't want to admit that these antics were happening and they were affecting you and you know your your personality and your baseline mental health. As hard as it is to admit that you have a problem, think about something as emasculating as what they went through. That made it even harder. I I hear you. I feel it is a harder life to keep it masked. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong, and I can recognize how I could be wrong, but I think the internal turmoil of keeping that secret and keeping it, you know, like to yourself versus, because I, you know this because you know me personally, I have this philosophy of like one energy, right? Like you have one energy. You sure. put one energy into fixing the problem or you can put one energy into hiding the problem. Right. You still have a problem if you put one energy into hiding it. So you're either going to take more out of your energy to cope, deal, or whatever versus what you would take to change. Now, I do recognize that there's all those ancillary, like, withdrawals that come with that, which is, like you said, public perception, persona. But we're in the industry. I don't know anyone in this industry talking negatively about these young men. Right. I don't know that to exist. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's certain circles, the kind of circles that we don't run with that we don't have an ear for, that are looking at this negatively. You know, I mean, dude, this is New Mexico. This is machismo. This is snitches get stitches culture. All right? <sighs> these these young student athletes, they're young men. I mean, they're young men is kind of like a reach, too. Like, these are still kids. Like, they're still learning what it is to be an adult, what it is to live life as a grown-up. They're just experiencing these kind of issues for the first time. These young men aren't 40-year-old Van, aren't almost 40-year-old Fred, who have the balls to speak out, who right. don't care about stitches get stitches culture, snitches get stitches culture. Like, we don't care about any of that. If we see somebody being wronged, we're going to speak up. We don't have that problem. But we're not in, you know, that locker room. We don't have these insecurities or whatever it may be. And again, you know, I'm just... This is my opinion. This is how I feel about this situation. I'm not quoting or paraphrasing anything these young men said, but this is the way I see these locker rooms playing out. I don't think it's the testosterone-filled environment that it has historically been. I feel that a lot of the suppression is not from like a physical intimidation. Are you, are you insinuating that that's a big aspect? Like they fear, they fear a physical, like a physical reaction, or do you believe it's more of like a mental or like an emotional manipulation? I mean, sure. There could be an element of physical retaliation, Okay, but I'm talking about the machismo of sports. 
Like we talk about mental health on this program all the time. Sure. How hard it is not only for men to talk about their problems, but men in sports, especially men in the public eye. And this sure. is this is a Venn diagram of all those things. Young men who don't have experience, young men who are in a machismo driven locker room and, 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 and the lack of the, the lack of experience in situations like this. This is a perfect storm for this ongoing abuse to happen and be quiet. The part that's deeper though is that physical aspect because they literally killed a kid. Like this program literally killed a guy. And before that, they got in a fist fight at a football game. Sure. These are the ones we know about. Sure. It is not ridiculous to me for these two young men to say, yeah, threaten my life. And you and I, Tyler included, We've been in situations where people are like, hey, I will physically harm you in some way. And the three of us all go, okay, fam. We don't believe an ounce of it. They got a track record down there in New Mexico State of physically harming each other. That's their jam. I don't think that's machismo. I think that's that's a sickness. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about the whole program in general. I'm talking about the young men who spoke up on this issue and who are willing to take a stand. That's what I'm referring to. As far as the physical aspect of it, maybe that's more of a factor on why the coaches didn't take control of this thing. Well, and that's the accusation, if you have, too. If you have strong leadership, if you have a coach who has control of his locker room, the first time something like this happens, right. you put a pin in it, and that is it. You end it immediately. Immediately. They, they lost control of the locker room, letting their players fight, You know, running away from the cops when the shooting incidents happen, letting this sexual assault and that's let's call it what it is it's not hazing it's not bullying right they committed sexual assault allegedly on multiple people like for uh, for adults to allow that to happen you're supposed to be a leader you're supposed to set a precedent for these young men going forward in their lives now they have to go through this now that they think this this behavior is normal or this they they think that this kind of behavior is something that they're gonna have to deal with their whole life that's a horrible precedent to set there's another level, too, right, to where – and this shows, like, the immaturity of like, Greg Heyer and, and maybe Mario, Mario Mocha, the athletic director, where you, you bring in a leadership that's not ready to be leaders. Right. And, and you end up with – and I work in collegiate sports. Like, you've been around it for so very long now. There's something weird about coaches that really want to be friends with players. Don't mishear me. Don't, no. I'm not misrepresenting. Yeah. I'm not saying friendly. I'm saying friends. Yeah. The, there's a leadership dynamic there. There's a there's a hierarchy and you have to maintain that. I I get weirded out when you're in a place of responsibility and leadership onto others. Like, let's talk about like the Benjamin Kitts family, right? Like he is sent there with the expectation he's going to be cared for and took care of. Sure. I get weirded out when you're put in a position to help others, and you abuse it for your personal gain. And if you have such a loser motivation of personal gain, which is making buddies, right? You're not a you're not the right guy. Right. You're not the fit. It's a it's a university that should lose their program entirely. It should not come back. I, I think that might be a step too far, but you definitely have to clean house. You definitely have to stop it for a while. 
Like, all these kids in New Mexico, these high school athletes, like, they need somewhere to get an education. They need somewhere, sure. you know, to play sports. And, you know, they got a perfectly good university right there. It just kind of ran off the rails. Let's clean house, start over again, maybe give it a year, have that. I mean, let's learn a lesson from this. Have that big X throughout next basketball season, you know, did not perform in the 23-24 season and then right. have a link to what happened in the decisions from the NCAA or self, hopefully self-policed by the university, but it's not going to happen. Already hired, yeah. no, already hired another coach. Coach hired a staff. They're recruiting kids. Like, as far as these New Mexico high school athletes go, I feel sorry for them because they can't have these lifelong experiences about playing for a college in their home state because of these few idiots. And the culture that allowed them right. as a cancer to spread amongst each other. Yeah, it's, it's just um, it's, it's perfectly disastrous in every single aspect, every single way. We'll step away from it. We'll come back with jokes. We've got to wrap up this one. Um, I think the second coming of baseball is here, Van. Let's okay? go. I think the savior of America's pastime. <laughs> I have a feeling where this is going, and I'm very excited for it. And much more whenever we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Van, do you subscribe to Pedigree? What is that like a like dog food Pedigree? No, the, not the Ralston Karina's Pedigree. No, yeah. like like lineage. Oh, oh, naturally, yeah, good stock. Okay, yeah. Does baseball need a savior? Yeah, he's here. His name's Shohei Otani. That's mm, that's not correct. <laughs> that is not correct. Fred, does that not that answer not fit your narrative here, brother? Oh, there's no narrative. <laughs> I'm only going to give you facts. On May 5th, 2023, okay? That is 2023 years after the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Derek Jeter and his wife, Mrs. Jeter, is her name Hannah? She's like a supermodel, right? Sure. They brought into this world, are you going with Caius? Caius Green Jeter? I think it's Caius. I think it's Caius. K-A-I-U-S. I haven't heard it spoken, but I believe it's Caius. So that happened on May the 5th, and then on May the 6th, uh, he was called up to the major leagues. So. It's, a, it's a word of Latin origin. It means okay. rejoice. Uh, it means uh, had one sex. Mm-hmm. So Derek Jeter had one. Congratulations to, to Derek Jeter. There is, I tell you what, you and I will be doing radio, and, and, in, and in 19 years or 18 years or whatever, We'll be having that conversation. You know That's it. That's how this works. You know it 100%. Tiger's kid. 
Like there's mm-hmm. there's a handful of them where you know they're going to be better because that's how it works now. It's okay. not like a I can't think of an example of like and you have to have hype. You can't just be like the son of one of the best ones to do it and be like, "Yeah, he also does it." That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like a hyped one. Like who are the sons, King Griffey Jr., right? To where it's you got a dad who did it. And if you're starting off at the Derek Lee, Derek Jeter level of doing it, yeah. You're going to be the best of all time. This happens with Barry Bonds was so much better than his dad. Mm-hmm. Like in I get it right now. Somebody listen is like, so-and-so's son wasn't that good. We're not talking about that guy. Not every guy. Not every guy. We're talking about Tiger Jr. I know that's not his name. <laughs> yeah. That's what this feels like, though. I'm telling you. When I saw that Derek Jeter announced he was having a kid, I was like, number one, he'll be drafted by the Yankees. No, he number won't. One. What? He's going to be drafted by the Blue Jays. They took him this year. I love that. I love everything you just said. <laughs> Every single junior in the league yeah. is already on the Blue Jays. Then there'll be a tweet that were like, uh, the Jeter family's like, we're excited to announce uh, Kaisa's first step as a Blue Jay. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's, you're skipping kind of a lot of them there, Derek. <laughs> it's not how this works, logistically. I know uh, Derek Jeter is obviously a fantastic athlete and baseball player. His mm-hmm. His genetic code should provide somewhere around half of a very good baseball player. I agree. Uh, Hannah's stock seems pretty good, too. <sighs> he uh, he bought high, and then it only got higher. Yeah. <laughs> like Now, I was reading this scouting report, and it's saying this is maybe one of the most overrated babies of all time, Van. Go so, on. Got a slow first step, uh, so, okay. so that's going to slow him down. Can't really finish the plate at the plate. There's... Really, aside from being an elite napper, there's not a lot out there on him that's that's saying he can make it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Can't really uh, doesn't keep down meals consistently. He'll never add that extra weight if he can't keep down that extra boob juice. His DSH is only twelve point two, which is his obviously daily sleeping hours, mm-hmm. and and that's just not high enough for the next level. Um, like that's not even newborn league. So how are you going to get to major league? Um, newborn newborn league is like fifteen easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, scouts rate his advanced pooping levels 60 out of 70, mm-hmm. which is not ideal. No. You, want a, you want a higher ceiling. Well, and a lot of guys are going to hate that I'm saying this, but if you switch out this baby for, like, Barry Larkin's baby, the wins-losses are basically the same. So so it's just it's not going to work out professionally. I mean, that you're talking some saber metrics there. You're talking some money ball. Are you going to have another kid's baby for cheaper? The only other conversation I can really have on this is bringing back normal names. Yeah, I mean, like you could have one Caius Jeter, or you could have two of Omar Vizquel's kids. What, what do you want? Give me two Vizquel babies. No, here's why. You got a whole middle infield there instead of just oh, one one Jeter? He's never going to go by Caius. He's only going to go by Kai, and Kai is kind of a tough name. Kai Jeter? Kai Jeter. Kai Jeter. It's like it's like a fighting move in Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like watch out! It's gonna hit you with the Kai Jeter. It's a it's a finisher in WWE wrestling. Kai Jeter. Tyler, do you have any Tyler? Do you have any friends with weird names? You're of that age. Weird names. Yeah. Yeah, I have a few of those. As a guy who's named Manfred, I can tell you, it's not the jam that you think it is. Parents. 
I, uh, you're handing this stuff out. I love it as an adult, but there were some tough times early teens being a dude named Van. What, what about that? Oh, because they called you Astro Van? Every name you could possibly think of. I was a skinny ginger named Van. I've literally heard everything. That's not the best. I, I, I have a homie named Roach. Legally? Yeah, his actual name. Okay. Oh, that sucks. It's a bummer. Mm. Okay. It's not, Derek- not short for Rocha. His first name is Roach, given to him by his parents. He's not He's not French. It's not Rochelle. He is French. Roche. <laughs> he is French. He's Roche. In the delivery room, do you think Hannah got a gift basket, or do you think no? Well, she had to sign an NDA. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. Wrap up the program. Where we get back, we got a banger of a week of sports talk programming. Isotopes are late all week, so we're full all week. That's going to be a lot of Full shows all week, baby. We're excited about that. They're uh, hanging out on the West Coast, which is not the best coast. It probably is the best coast. If I had to pick. The mid-coast I like a lot. They're both very nice. All coasts are good. Yeah. I prefer desert mountains over anything, but as far as coasts go, there's a lot of good ones. Tyler would claim he's the best at coasting. I'm a good coaster. I'm a coaster. Told you. Can we talk about how I think Rumor Willis is for sure the stupidest celebrity name, though, real quick? before we go? To Who break? is that? That's Bruce Willis's daughter. That's not real. It's Rumor. Yeah. That's the worst one. Oh, God. She looks just like if Demi Moore and Bruce Willis had a kid. I mean, Bruce Willis, if you shave him, he looks like a baby already. The worst celebrity name ever is Moon Unit. Like, we all agreed on that years ago, right? Moon Unit. <laughs> like, Frank Zappa's kid is Moon Unit, right? Awesome. Yeah. Moon Zappa. Tommy Chong's kid. Who's that? Ray Dong Chong. Shut up. Yeah. Whenever we get back, today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of weird celebrity names. Let's Thank go. You. Thank you. Here on the program, two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of Weird Celebrity Names. League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Connect with I-9 Sports. They're doing all their soccer clinics. That's coming up. I believe it starts this weekend, man. So stoked. Super stoked. Those kids do super good. All right, Van. I'm going to lead. Okay. Also, don't be surprised if a big part of my bit is me telling you that you're wrong about that being a weird name. Okay. I want, I'm going to go with people I didn't know had kids to start. Because I feel like if I don't know you have a kid and then your kid has a weird name, that's like double weird. Okay. Did you know that Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost have a kid? I knew there were a couple. I did not know they had a kid. I have been infinitely jealous of Colin Jost for so long. Because of his talent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After Michael Richards got super racist on Seinfeld, I didn't think anyone would ever be named Cosmo again. Mm, that's been a long time. That's like naming your kid Hitler. I bet if Tyler wasn't in comedy, he would not know who Michael Richards is or that he went on a racist tirade. 
I'm in comedy. I have no idea who Michael Richards is. Ha! Love it. <laughs> See? It's been long enough. He was on Taxi. It was a big deal. Nope. Cosmo. That's a stupid name. Go ahead, Van. Okay. Um, I had a few ones that are obvious. You know, like Elon Musk's kid and Kanye West and Kim's kid. Like the right. big, the big ones I could name off the top of my head that suck. But yeah. I pulled up a list just to make sure I wasn't missing any really horrible ones. Smart. I got a, I got an admission here. Okay. I like an overwhelming majority of these names. That's bad. <laughs> this is so sweet. <laughs> like some of these names are awesome. Like Penn Gillette. You know I'm a big a big Penn Gillette guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about all his the time. kid's like name him. is Moxie Crime Fighter. That's cool. That's real cool. Moxie Crime Fighter Gillette. This is really cool. Moxie. That's a cool name. <laughs> I'm going completely oppo on here. I'm doing weird names that are actually friggin' awesome. Moxie Crime Fighter Gillette. Okay. Jamie Oliver and Juliet Norton's kids are named Poppy, Honey, Rosie, Daisy, Boo, Pamela, Buddy Bear. And Petal Blossom Rainbow. Okay. Petal Blossom is very dumb, but most of them aren't that bad. Buddy Bear? You don't think Buddy Bear is a stupid name for a child that would become an adult? Well, see, here's the thing. They need, like, a proper first name, and then you could just call them Buddy Bear. But, like, somebody's going to, like, fill out their ID or something one day, and I'd be like, this is fake. Get out of my store. They, they said their name, their child's legal name is Poppy Honey Rosie. Okay, I didn't know who this guy was. Rob Morrow. Apparently, he's an actor. I recognize his face, but I can't say what he's in. Cool. Mr. Morrow named his kid Two. Two Morrow? Two Morrow. That's wild. That's pretty good, actually. Tyler, you got any? I do. We all love Jason Lee from The Amazing Hit. This uh, was my next answer. They, this one is so <laughs> wild to me. We all know Jason Lee from uh, My Name is Earl, done stuff on NBC, and his child's name is, Inspe- or is, is Pilot Inspector. Pilot Inspector Lee. Which is weird, but they spelled Inspector with a K, which is more weird. Pilot's kind of cool. Pilot's Pilot cool. Inspector is like, I don't know, man. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes named their kids Surrey. Well, they'll never be able to say hey in front of that. That's what I was trying to get to. Mm-hmm. We're at the end of a van. Good job. Welcome back. Oh, well, thanks, brother. I got a week uh, I got a week of some stuff, so I'll be in and out a little bit, but I'm excited to be here when I am here. Van, final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Tyler, did I miss anything? Not a thing. I'll see y'all at Dry Heat Comedy Club. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.